What is going on, guys? Spencer Clay is here with episode number 14 of the podcast. So we're going to be coming at you guys weekly or sometimes even bi-weekly, depending on you know what I feel like talking about. But today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. I just got a couple topics that I want to get into, starting with, I got a, a funny email, well, funny now, but you know, back in the day, I don't know where I subscribed or, but when back, you know, when I had a job and stuff, you know, you're always looking kind of for other jobs. So I got an email you know, of all the job listings available in Seattle and like comes, goes down like Amazon, like forklift driver, like park ranger. And it, it was really amusing because like Amazon is like $12 and 47 cents an hour. The forklift driver was like 18 bucks an hour. And the like park ranger was like $54,000 a year. So I did a little, little bit of math. Like, let's say we chose the forklift driver. Like eight hours a day at 18 bucks is $144 per day. Let's say you work seven days a week is $1,008. So that's like four grand per month. That's working like seven days a week. So that's more than full time, which I thought was just, you know, completely crazy. Cause, and, and that was, that was not even the low hanging fruit, which was Amazon. Amazon is like you know, 12 bucks an hour. How the fuck are you supposed to make $12 an hour and live in, in Seattle? Like one of the most expensive cities in the country right now, which so I thought that was pretty amusing and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. That's kind of what we're, we're about on this show is, you know, fuck having a job like that, that, that shit is not going to work. That is not, you cannot survive on that anymore. Maybe you could back in the fifties or sixties. I was just discussing this with my girlfriend, you know, back in the fifties, like any man could have any job and you could have a house and you could have a car. Then in the sixties, it became a little tougher. You know, I had to work a few more hours in the seventies. You had to work full time as a man. And then your wife might have had to take on some part-time work. 80s, she's definitely working full time. I mean, uh, part time, and then you're still working full time and a lot of hours and look, like, trying to raise, go to school and stuff. 90s, I think by that time she's working part time or full time, and that was in the 90s. Now we're in the you know 2000s and 2022, 2023. Um, now it's you have to work full time, a lot of hours, go to school. The both of you, like the wife and the husband, in order to barely scrape by to in order to have debt and all that stuff. So that's that's just really not realistic. And I'm mean, kind of going off on a tangent. I wasn't really planning on talking about this. But if you look at the basic math of like the economy back in the 50s or 60s, a house was like $75,000, which, you know, that's still back then was still a lot of money. But your if your salary was like 30 grand, that's only like that's it's like what, 30 percent of your salary or I'm not going to do math on the show, but you know what I'm saying? You know, 30 grand salary and the house is $75,000. Well, now like our salary has pretty much doubled. So now your average salary is like 60 grand, but the average house is like, like at least here, you know, that $75,000 house could be $750,000. So the income was only doubled, but the housing price has like gone up 10 X or potentially more or sometimes less if you want to shit your house. But so, you know, that's the whole point of this to say these traditional options are bullshit. You know, that's, that's why we do what we do. We try to make money in, Ways that other people might not think of, you know, dirty jobs, work that people don't want to hustle or get at anymore. And as I've said, and I've, we've we've gone over, there's so many ways to make money. There's no reason to be broke in America because there's a lot of shit that people don't want to do. You look around, there's people bumming around, there's people, you know, working minimum wage jobs. And I, I've done all this. I'm not, not, this isn't to say, you know, but I, looking back, you know, I just think of what a, what a waste of time, you know, working this job or or going to school, you know, what a waste of time, like wasting four years of some of the best, most productive years of your life, learning from people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about, who make zero money. Like I make more than like all my professors now, except, you know, I guess that some of the department heads, but you know, a lot of the professors don't even make that much money. So 
anyways, we could talk about that forever. That's that's <laughs> neither here nor there. So besides that silly email, what I, what I really wanted to get into was sales versus marketing. So this is a concept that I think I've discussed once or twice before, but it is super important to really understand this because once you understand this, you're going to be able to really knuckle down on your own marketing and get a little more clarity with your own sales. So the thing, the, the big takeaway is that marketing is king. Sales, I would say, might be queen. I just kind of made that up on the spot, but it's true. So if you look at if you look at sales, sales is just you're convincing someone to buy something or whatever. But marketing is you are attracting the right person, which you can then sell to. So it's a lot of people think it's the same thing, but it's very different. And this is why I like to get better at marketing. Why I say marketing is is king is because when you have a massive pool of people who already want to do business with you and people who are already attracted to you and your business, selling almost becomes non-existent. Like you, it's not even really a sale. Like I was messaging, I have I have so many customers right now that are that are trying to get their roofs cleaned, and so for me, I don't even have to sell. It's not even a matter of like, oh, so like, how can I make this deal happen for you or or, or any typical sell. I mean, as you can see, I'm not really not really the greatest salesman in the world. But I'm, I'm really good at the market. I'm really good at finding leads and bringing them in. When you have 20 leads coming at you, it's pretty hard to fuck that up. It's pretty hard to not book a few jobs. But if you're just going out, this is why like door-to-door is so much harder of a job because you you have to look for the needle in the haystack. You're trying to find the, the leads. You're trying to find and trying to convince somebody. And there's a different power dynamic. When you are coming at someone, people can sense that you're inherently a little bit more needy. So like if you knock on someone's door like, hey, are you guys looking to get this done? You know, you're probably going to get the door shut in your face. I've, I've done door to door. It's, it's also, it's a good way to get, to make some money and make some quick sales. If you're trying to make some money, not to, not to poo poo it too much. But, um, if, if I had to choose every single day of the week, like marketing, having a good system to bring you leads. So you don't even have to sell, um, a really good example of this. Um, we're going to kind of, kind of a random example, but you'll, you'll see why, why I bring it up is Dan Bilzerian versus like a pickup artist. So if you look at Dan Bilzerian, he's just got seemingly hundreds of these beautiful women that hang around him all the time. And if you read his book, he talks about that. He talks about how he just set up his life. So he just have, has beautiful women around him at all times. So he's like, it's really hard at this point to mess this up. It's like getting laid is not a hard thing at this point when you have just so much abundance around you. And compare this with like, if you've read the game by Neil Strauss, you know, the pickup artist thing, not condoning any of that sort of stuff because I'm pickup artist pickup artistry is kind of, it's lame, you know, it, it's, it's pretty lame. So, um, you guys probably weren't expecting to listen to this, but if you look at a pickup artist, you know, they're trying to go out, they're trying to do basically the door to door sale. They're trying to go out, talk to a girl and they, it works, you know, it does, it doesn't like, it's not the worst way to go about it. They know it's a numbers game. If they talk to enough girls, they're going to get enough yeses. So it definitely works, but at, at the problem with the game, like, and he wrote about this and they all end up going to therapy because all these guys, pickup artists are like artificially inflating their value. They're making it seem like they're more valuable than they are. And so they could get any girl they wanted. They could talk to any girl, you know, sleep with any girl, but then they would end up, the woman would end up leaving them after, you know, a few months because they realized that, okay, this guy is actually not a high value man. So they're trying to game the system. So, which doesn't really work. And which brings us back to the the Dan Bilzerian example, where he's already brought all these people in. He's not even trying. He's not even trying to like get with any of these girls. He's just in abundance. And so that's that's kind of where 
you know, Dan Blizzard has mastered the marketing of his own life, whereas a pickup artist is trying to do the sales aspect. So I hope that that example kind of makes sense, not to be too crude on this show, but you could see where just having the massive inflow of leads, customers, women, whatever you're trying to attract, like having just most, like as many options as possible changes the dynamic. It changes the power dynamic. Because if you're going up to someone, if you're knocking on a door or if you're going up to talk to a girl and you're like, hey, like I was wondering if you wanted to go on a date with me or I was wondering if you wanted me to do this versus like some, them reaching out to you and they're being like, hey, I need this done. Or, hey, can I do this? Or imagine a woman like reaching out to you randomly, like DMing you like, hey, I'd love to get coffee or something much different of a stance. You have totally shift in the power. The ball is totally in your court versus you trying to pursue the person. Not to like, again, not to say it doesn't work, not to say that pursuing someone or something doesn't work, but it's just in my, in my experience, you can charge so much more when you have better marketing. Like if you're knocking doors, you're not going to be able to charge the, the premium prices that if someone comes to you and they're trying to solve a solution, they came to you to get this done. You can charge a lot more because the power, the power dynamic is different. That's, I'm going to say that, say it again, probably say it a few more times, but so I hope that makes sense. Um, Basically, the more offers you're putting out there, and it, we'll talk about marketing. I have a lot more videos about it, but this is why we I don't really go into sales on this show because it's not as relevant. Like you do not have to be a good salesman if you have as many leads, like too many leads to handle. So you don't have to really worry about sell, selling if you have your marketing dialed in. And we'll talk about marketing probably in the next show. But for right now, just, just watch some of my other videos running Facebook ads having make sure your website is set up so you have like you're up at the top of SEO got your Google all that stuff nailed down we're going to do do more into that but that is pretty much all for this episode i hope you guys got something out of this let me know leave a review for the show and i will see you guys next time peace